Okay. So what's going on guys? How you guys doing today? Tell us where you guys from. Dean is not here. No, I'm just kidding. What's up, Chicago? What's up, Jason? Mr. Bill. Greg, what's going on? Michigan. New York City. What's up, what's up, what's up, Wayne? What's up, Donnie? I know, they nice, right? Oh, cheers. Yeah. Yeah, all time. We, we did it last week. They were part of a display that Pioneer sent us that we weren't expecting. Oh, so. uh, really? I thought that was because we we're... We're special. We're, we're special. <laughs> we're famous. I'm like, okay. What's up, Christian? They sent me this because no. I'm special. No. Never mind. You kill my no, joy. No, there's no joy here. You're from Portugal, Fernando. What's up, Luis? All professional, all stuff now. Actually, no. This is... What's up, Luis? Um, actually, this is the last show that we will be filming this way. Right here. So, hopefully by the end of this week, we'll be starting testing with a whole new system for doing both live stream on Facebook and live stream on YouTube. We have a new device that we're bringing in and so, some different cameras yeah. and all this other horse Outside, David. expense that um, hopefully will solve all the issues of overheating. Bermuda. Um, yeah, yes. fun. Casey just shot that video there, and that oh, was really cool with the, uh... but anyways, yeah. um, so hopefully that'll solve all the issues we have. Saturday was a nightmare. Um, Saturday, sorry for you guys that you tried to watch. Thanks, Wayne. Yeah. Um, you guys are on our Samsung. Actually, we're on a Samsung. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're watching ourselves on. <laughs> uh, what year was that Suburban from the video? Was that, was that like 04, 05? Yeah. Somewhere between an 04 and 06, I believe. They're yes. all pretty much the same. It was the first, was the, the generation with the actual double din in it. So we didn't have to use the dash kit that, that, right. that Metro made. So yeah. um, I, they're all just a blur, but yeah, sorry. Um, love the sound man boob reference in the video. Great chuckle. I'm going to use that very sparingly because I don't want to burn that one out. I thought, yeah. Uh, hello from Sweden. Um, but anyways, so yeah, this will hopefully be the last time we have to film this way. Hopefully yep. this one won't overheat. We do have the air conditioner on. Yep, 991 was masterful. Thank you. Hey, Bill. Yep. <laughs> so Jackie called me today. That was really funny. I had to figure out who it was. I had to play the uh, talk that? to me. <laughs> <laughs> who sent me a message? Um, I don't know this number. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so if you see us pop up throughout the week, either here on Facebook and or YouTube, know we're doing some testing, so please feel free to comment or chime in, um, because uh, working on updating my systems. Um, huh. Because I'm gonna grow up. I want to be just like you guys. Okay. <laughs> Great podcast on Thursday. Oh, thanks, man. There you go. That reminds Thank us. You. If you guys yeah. didn't know, if you if you've been out for a little while, um, we are doing a podcast. This show right here. When we get to do a Saturday show, the actual Saturday show, as well as a totally unique and just a podcast podcast to where it is um, 
It's just a podcast. I mean, there's no filming. It never is going to be on YouTube. It'll never be on Facebook. It's just on podcast. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it on Google Play. And you can get it on Podbean right now. We're going to see how those go. And we will move those along if we need to to put them out. DSR1 yep. problems. Ooh, that sucks. Um, hopefully you're not having any. What's up, Sean? Um, yep. Have you worked on a Hyundai Accent? Yeah. 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 Of course. Um, Eric say... When are we going to see uh, Dean's camera drawer dot com? I don't want to scare anybody, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, Why not? But no, I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we've we've always kind of thought about that, putting yes. it on the tool drawer, adding in all the things that we use. Because in this. the end of the day, that's what we yeah, use. For yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. So Sasha. no, it, it's. Yeah, we will be probably putting it onto the, the tool drawer just for people that are interested in the stuff that we use yeah. in order to film all this. Um, but I'm more excited about what we have coming up as far as the live shows go. That's going to be really cool if the, if the tools that we have coming work out the way they're supposed to. Yeah. Because right now, the way we're doing it is just, it's a nightmare. And we never thought it would catch on as well as it has yeah. so we want to we want to move on to the next level of live which is something much better yeah and now that pioneer sent us these cool chairs that oh, don't man. creak and rattle although they probably will because i feel, I feel like i need makeup they feel right now cheap man. as hell but and then you're gonna see we have a new pioneer display that'll probably go back here somewhere um right here no, no go, it's, three, go, it's right? gonna go back here somewhere, yeah. so that'll that'll get added to this. But we don't actually know if we're gonna keep doing this here in this location. Um, we might actually move this over to the install bay. Do you guys have experience installing the Hertz Milli Series speakers? We installed a couple pairs. Nothing, nothing crazy on, yeah. on installing those. Um, where would the best place to be to mount an amp? I'm looking to get either two amps or a one single, single amp. amp. It really just depends on the car. I mean, as you guys, if you're a follower of the Shore, which I'm assuming you are, it just comes down to location, location. Well, and he has the Hyundai Accent. Oh, the Hyundai so Accent. That be, okay. That would be um, nice to have a five-channel amp. I would do a five-channel for yes. sure. Um, sorry, I, I missed that part. Um, yeah. Best kid, uh, best Kenwood head unit and go. Uh, Yes, yes, Jason. Yeah, Jason, it is. It is. Yeah, it showed up yeah. the other day. Um, honestly, on the accent, I don't know. I mean, nine times out of ten, we're trying to always put an amp under the seat. Under the we'll seat, make it yeah. as hard to steal as possible. Not that we live in the ghetto or anything like that, but I just want to put it in a hard-to-get spot. Yeah. Um, it's just going to depend. Uh, you know, best thing to do is figure out, like, what amp you want to get. Like, if you want to do a five-channel, mock it up out of cardboard and just kind of stick take it around to your car because they're all going to have sure measurements they, 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 and just kind of get an idea where you want it to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I got a PPA3 last week and now I want to make test leads for it. What are the pin? Okay, you don't even have to make a test lead for PPA3. You can go onto Amazon and you can search for a XLR to RCA adapter. Okay, they make them now and they're freaking sexy. Uh, so it's an XLR on one end, it's an RCA on the other, mm -hmm. and then all you have to do is make an RCA test probe. So the inside pin is the positive, the outside pin is the ground, but and you just solder up some test leads. But they make two versions of it. They make they make one that is just like a little bullet. It's about three inches long. It's an XLR and RCA all in one housing, and then they make a really really nice one 
that is an XLR with like two feet or three feet of RCA that's all braided and black and red and looks real sexy. I think we showed them on one of the um, one of the Saturday live shows yeah. for sure. So you might want to go back through there. Um, right. You can check them out. It was probably sometime in December, I want to say. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, yeah, just Amazon search. Those are things we want to add to the tool drawer. I'm yeah. sorry. We just, all right, so Chris. Okay. Chris Hoff say, hey, um, I have a two six by nines and they are four ohms. Can I get them to two ohm by connecting positive to positive, negative to negative? What, what ohm are they? Four ohms. Dual fours? It's just six by nines. Oh, six by nines. He wants yes. to get them to what load? The two ohm. Well, yeah, yeah, Both. yeah. Two four ohm, two four ohm speakers, single just voice coil, connected, positive, positive, negative, negative. We'll give you a two ohm load. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Um, why you'd want to do that unless you're hooking up four, because most amplifiers won't do two ohm mono. Um, most stereo amplifiers won't do two ohm mono, do four ohm mono. And the other thing too is, if it's a class D amplifier, I wouldn't run it at two ohm unless I absolutely had to, because they right. do sound better at four ohm, most of them. Yeah. All right, uh, Philip, uh, I'm hearing distortion from the component Twitter and the dash. Any ideas? Uh, apparently he has the 8200 NEX with the GMD9605. So the only reason why you hear distortion in the tweeter is probably, okay, so there's a couple reasons you get distortion in the tweeter. One, if you have a set of components and you accidentally hook the crossover backwards, that'll, yeah. that'll give you, that'll yeah. definitely cause distortion issues. And we're, we're, we're snowballing here, so we're, just follow us for a little bit. Right. Um, the other thing too is that if the mid-range isn't crossed over at the right frequency. And third is if you have the gain set improperly. What's up, Haley? Uh, if you have your gain too high and the radio's clipping, you're gonna hear the clipping through the tweeter first. So my guess out of those three is you probably have your gain up too high. Tony from the UK. What's I was that, wondering, Tony? What the heck, man? I no, know, just man. kidding, just kidding. Um, so I, I would think that you might have your gain set wrong because you'll hear, you'll hear clipping in the tweeter before you hear clipping anywhere else. So definitely, what's up, Chris? Definitely check those three things. That's a good starting point. All right, Danny. Danny, I'm doing a three-way amplify. Uh, advice on what frequency my speaker should be. The tweeters I'm using is the Kicker CST204, the Alpine Type R, six and a half, mids and two Rockford Punch HX212s. Hmm. That's actually going to be a really tough one. Um, I can just tell you from experience, the mid-range isn't going to be too hard. You can kind of play with that and figure that one out. Um, obviously, setting the bottom on the mid-range is going to be easy. It's going to be somewhere between 80 and 100. The top on that is going to vary on where the tweeter is going to be crossed over. I would call Kicker and talk to see if you could talk to one of their guys about you want to run it active. More than likely, they're going to tell you not to. And I can tell you right now, if you call Alpine and tell me you want to run their speaker to active, they're going to laugh at you and tell you not to. Mm -hmm. um, why would you want to do that, I believe, is what I got from them. I'm like, really? Why wouldn't I want to do it? Yeah. But um, tweeters are tricky. Uh, and... Like I've had guys that have had these super tweeters, not not physical, like these amazing tweeters that could play really really low, and I was like, wow, okay, that's where you want to cross over, um, and it's really hard to set a a tweeter crossover point without having like a, a crossover calibrator, uh, especially for a tweeter of that size. So you're gonna want to stay up in the higher range, just to just to play it and see where it's at. Um, but start with it all the way up and kind of slowly work your way down. You may also want to put a cap on it 
um, just to be safe so you don't actually blow the tweeter. I know when, we, when we, we've done a couple active Focal systems and they have strongly recommend please putting a, putting, please, ask the please to put a cap on the tweeter <laughs> um, so that they didn't blow up the tweeter. Yeah. Um, so something to think about. And it doesn't have to be like a 3.3 or something like that. It could be a, a higher, um, uh, a higher uh, crossover tweeter, you know. Uh, a cap, I'm sorry, just yeah. focus, Dean. Focus. There you go. All right, Elliot, I uh, say before you get into the show, please tell me what gauge wire do you recommend for the Alpine MRV M500? <laughs> we just did one. Yes. Literally just finished doing one. Um, okay. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> what did we do? Uh, we did an A gauge. We did a, a kicker A gauge because the guy bought everything from. Um, Best Buy, and they sold them a kicker AKH kit. If you're using 100% copper and using really good copper, and in this case, we were mounting it on the seat, so we only had like a 10-foot run, if that, uh, AKH was fine because it, it, it's never going to draw enough current over that AKH to cause us any issues. If we would have done it from the get-go like we sold them the 500, we're just going to do a 4-gauge. Um, it's better to just run a bigger wire, and in the case that, let's say, he buys the 500 a day, he wants to swap it out for maybe a 750 tomorrow or a 1,000, the 4-gauge is already there. We don't have to pull it out and run another one. Mm -hmm. And really, the price difference, I know on the Stinger Select 4-gauge yes. kits that we sell, which are 100% copper, it's like 35 to 50 bucks. So it's like a 15 to $20 difference, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to ask Paul, but so... For the extra, you know, a couple bucks, go up, yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, Dallas Basket say, when you, will the DMX 7705S coming out? I think Bill's been answering that yeah. in, the, in the show notes. Does, so, yeah, does. I think Bill's, Bill's taking March. care of that for There you him. go. Bill say March. The release is in March. Yeah, he's been, he's been, he's been talking to that guy in, in the video. Uh, Thomas, if you have limited mounting depth, Will you do a standard 8-inch, example like a Kicker L7, or choose like a shallow mount 10 or 12, Kicker, kicker Comp R? Um, that's a good question. Uh, okay, DSR1 or audio control. All right, we'll get back to that one. Don't lose that one. We'll kill. Um, thanks, Bill. Um, so... Do I do a shallow mount in a shallow box, or do I try to shoehorn in like a, a bigger driver, just smaller driver? Mm -hmm. So like, if I can fit a 10 or 12 shallow mount, do I just go with an 8? Um, I'm going to do a 10 or 12 shallow mount. At the end of the day, I'm always going to go for the 10 or... Because shallow mounts have evolved enough now mm -hmm. to where that shouldn't be an issue. I mean, okay. um, like we kicker the Comp RTs, mm -hmm. uh, and they're impressive for the amount of money you pay for them. They're yeah. very nice, and the reason why I preface it with that is that... We did a uh, Ford F-250 recently, which we, we posted a picture on Instagram, that they had a JL, which we don't carry, and we have very little experience with, but another company had built the box for it. Um, it was a 911 that we didn't film, I'm sorry. Um, and nice. th this box had no airspace at all. Oh yeah. And this 10, this JL-10, it's one of their, their higher end pancake woofers, was just killing it man yeah. just killing yeah. it i mean when it came in it did nothing but by the time we got done with it and for that we actually he had a dm810 in there mm -hmm. so the question was a dsr1 or a dm810 they're two totally different animals that do totally different things if all you need is if you have a radio that has front and rear outputs and that's it okay the autofocus on the camera what's up dean freaking out um yeah yeah 
It was just your podcast, the JL sub. Yes, 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 it was. Yes, we talked about it in that, Jason. Anyways, so if all you need is front and rear inputs on a device, yeah. and that's it, the, the DSR-1 is, is great for that. It's a very limited function piece. So if you're going to, like if you have, like we just worked on a Toyota. It had a front output, a rear output. If we took a DSR-1 and put it in there, we could do a lot with that DSR-1. We could yeah. get front, rear, sub, center, we could do all the things that we've talked about with that DSR-1 because we have limited output from the radio and we're, we're golden. So it fits that bill. Mm-hmm. Once you get outside of that, the DSR-1 is, is not the tool to have. Um, and he's, yes, uh, the Bluetooth for the DM-810, yes. Uh, I just talked to Chris about that. It's sh- um, st- still like, I think, two months. Okay. April? I think you said April. So yeah. be patient. Right. Um, anyways, so as soon as you, as soon as that's not the issue, like the option anymore, then you need a 608 or you need an A10, because now you need to do some form of summing. Like for example, if you have an F150 uh, that has tweet or a car that has a tweeter, a mid, and a rear, and let's say a sub, and you need to sum all that together, um, you're going to need the what comes in the DM. Uh, and, and it's a way better product for that because it has the software for it is, is way more designed around that type of thing because you can do uh, input output RTAs mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff. So it makes doing something like that way easier than using a DSR one. Yep. Um, now, if you just have let's say a, 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 an aftermarket radio that has preamp output and you're like, I, I want that 32 band EQ. I want that better time correction. I want those better crossover points. I want all that. DSR one is awesome to go with because it's good. You just need a front and rear output. You can plug in a bass knob and you get full fun control with it that your radio might not have. A lot of these just have 13 band or nine band or something like that. With this, yeah. you can add all that to it for a reasonable amount of money. So. I just feel like those two products are really, they complement each other and they really don't interfere with what each one is trying to do. Right. Um, so. All right. O'Neill, uh, is there any dash kit for a 2008 Nissan Armada other than the Metra? Other than, have you checked the best kits? That's it. It's best kits, Skosh or Skosh. Metra. So yeah. those are the three kit manufacturers. So best. All right. Uh, you go to pack-audio.com mm-hmm. and check there, or skosh.com and check there. All right, Chris, uh, are the Rockford Power Series 6x8s are much better than the Punch 6x8s? Yes. Just to yes. justify yes. my upgrade. Totally, yeah. Not even, gonna, <laughs> not even a debate. Yeah, totally worth it. All right. Totally worth it. Okay, next. Uh, In my opinion, those, those Power okay. Series 6x8s are going to be the loudest, most obnoxious, Good sounding, not great, good because they're six by eight, so let's not get too excited here. But they're totally worth it. If you have to have a six by eight, by all means, buy the best, buy that one. All right, Eric, uh, what's the best FM modulator for the Bluetooth? Um, FM modulator for Bluetooth is going to be the iSimple. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know what the model number is. Let me go check. All right, uh, do you replay? Yep. Yeah. ISFM 23. ISFM 23. There you go. Uh, guys, from your experience, which double then deck has better sound quality? Kenwood or Pioneer? Hey, Dave. Um, 
ISFM23. Yep. Yep. That's him. Uh, okay, so here's, here's the answer to that without answering that question. If you're a Pioneer fan and you buy a Kenwood, chances are good you're not going to like it because it, they, they don't sound the same. Uh, and their features are, are totally the wrong places, and things just don't work the way each other's work. And if you're a Kenwood fan and you buy a Pioneer, it's going to work the same way. So which one sounds better? It just depends what you're a fan of. Like, I'm a, a Mac user. If you give me a Windows computer, I immediately get a headache, and I don't want anything to do with it. Is that to say the Mac is better? No, it's probably not. The Windows is probably way better. I just, it's not my thing. So... When it comes to sound, sound is way more subjective. It's you know, if you're not on my team, you suck. Is is just how life is, and when you're trying to compare those two, it's hard. And, and the, mis the mistake a rookie salesman will make is not asking someone if they've ever used those. You know, what kind of radio have you had before? Have you had an Alpine? Have you mm -hmm. had a Pioneer? Mm -hmm. Have you had a Kenwood? And if the guy's like, oh, I had a Kenwood, and I love it. Walk him over and sell him a Kenwood because he's going to understand it. And he's going to like the way it sounds. If you sell him something else, he might be like. This kind of sucks. Yeah. You know, so uh, Camaro versus Mustang. Uh, I don't have a Camaro. I, don't I have a Camaro. What do you think? I like my Camaro for comparing year to year. But like first. Well, okay, if you look at a 2010 Mustang, I didn't like it. Okay? okay. I didn't like the 2010 Mustang. I liked the 2010 Charger. So when you, buy, when you buy your Camaro, what was, the, what was the decision? The Camaro? It was the three cars. It was the Mustang, the Challenger, and, and the Camaro. The Camaro. Okay. And I worked on a Challenger and wasn't impressed. I didn't like the way the Mustang looked, so I got the Camaro. Now, if I was to buy a car today, I would definitely reconsider buying... I'm not, I'm not a brand-conscious guy. I like the way they look. And I feel the new Mustang looks really, really good. I like the Challenger. I'm sorry. Of course you do. Yeah. Um, but, so, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, How do you guys uh, like TV products? I don't. TV okay. products, no. We no. have some right there, and they're yes. going to be there probably until... It's been there for probably, I don't probably know. Probably be there for another four years. When I start. <laughs> I've always found oh. Alpine to be yeah. on their own program compared to other manufacturers. Yes. Yep. Alpine is, okay, and it's funny, if you actually get the opportunity to talk to somebody that works at um, Alpine. What's up, Glenn? Alpine is really, they have a core set of ideals, which are the cool little five things, but, um, and the reason why they're not evolving as fast as everyone else is because, mm -hmm. believe it or not, they actually sometimes in most of their products, because I'm going to generalize here, because as soon as I say all their products, my product, you know, whatever. Um, Alpine has a core set of things that they like to hit. Now, is it the greatest thing ever? In their minds, it is. So their products are, are always going to be Alpine. And Alpine is going to have a specific sound. It's going to have a specific everything that makes it Alpine. Alpines will always sound like Alpines. Just like Kenwoods will sound like Kenwoods and Pioneers will sound whatever they do. But Alpine will always sound and do the same thing. They put a lot of effort into that. Which All right. Pioneer doesn't. So for a 2011 Escalade uh, ESV, what do I need to add and am for highs and subs, or should I swap the head unit? I also have the Pioneer 7100 NEX. What should you do? Uh, swap the radio. Okay. There you go. Next question. Definitely. Okay, uh, Christian. I love my DSR1 because the price point. I currently run the. ADPRS, 
into the ox. <laughs> we know, Christian, we know. Yeah. Also, uh, Louis say, uh, can I use the DSR-1 with my Pioneer ABH yes. P6300BT? Yes, of course. You can run... Okay, if you've caught the two videos we've done on the DSR-1, yeah. those two videos should answer 99% of the questions you guys could ever have about those products. We try to be extremely thorough with those and explain everything we can. Um, and why I say two is because one of them we just concentrate on talking about it, the second one we actually concentrate on how to set it up to work with your specific system. It has RC inputs, it has four. As long as you have something that has four RC outputs, like an aftermarket radio, you don't even have to use four. You can only use two if you want. It really doesn't matter. You just need to get signal into it, and from there you can do anything you yeah, want with it. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Brian, how reliable is the DSP like audio control versus changing the factory head unit? Um, okay, so, all right, so the, the question is, okay, anytime you have a head unit that can't be changed, so, for example, if you if you got a Ford uh, or a, a, a Lexus or any one of those cars that has a very specific dash that cannot be changed, you're already under, you're, you're behind the eight ball. You don't have a choice. So, does it sound great? Yes, um, it does. They sound amazing. But at the end of the day, you're still trying to do something that was never made to be done. So the magic that they have is, is strong. Now, if you have a car, what's up, James, that you can replace what's the radio up, on, and you, you just need to do it. That's, that's what we always tell people. It's like, yeah. look, you know, like the, the biggest one of that is the Toyota Tundra. Yeah. The big rep. That's the mm -hmm. truck, right? Mm -hmm. I hate all the, the trucks Tundra. start with yeah. T's. The Toyota Tundra. Yeah. With the JBL system, without the JBL system, it doesn't matter. The radio sounds like poop. Okay, it's terrible. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. I'm sleeping in. Oh, good for you, buddy. Um, it sounds terrible. It, but they make a beautiful dash kit. They make interfaces to retain the steering wheel controls, the backup camera, the USB, basically the Sirius XM, the satellite antenna, everything you could possibly want to retain. They make. Yep. And. So we always tell people, look, pay us now, pay us later, but replace the radio because what you're trying to do is build this amazing system on a foundation of sand. If all you have is sand, though, then the DSR-1, the 810, the Phoenix Gold, the Bit, this, the, the Focal, that, they're all going to do the best that they can. They're all great. Yep. That's the problem now is that yep. they're, they're all amazing. It's just knowing how to set them up. I mean, just like we talked about in the podcast. Yeah. You know, there's there's three things that, that happen in an install. One, the fabrication side of things, which is mounting things in the car, either pretty or just mounting them. Two is the actual install, meaning getting it in the car so that everything is doing what it's supposed to do. Speakers yep. are in polarity, uh, the front, rear, left, right. Uh, tweeters play tweeter, mid-range play mid-range. And then three... Is sound. The sound. Actually yeah. making it sound good. Yeah. Trying to find somebody that can do all three of those things and excel at all of them is hard. Probably you Be can find it, yeah. It's it's hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, no. Um, I mean, we don't do custom fabrication. No, we, we fabricate don't. what we need yeah. to get the product into the car, yeah. but we don't do builds anymore because yeah. it's just... It's, well, because you don't want to. Because we don't have time. Yeah. That's a whole other debate. Um, <laughs> but my point is, is it's like, yes. So, like, everyone wants a DM810 or a 608 or yeah. DSR1. Yes. It's a 32 band EQ that is very hard to set. 32? Oh, it's just foreboding as hell. Yeah. So, 
you know, <laughs> so, exactly. And that's actually why they have the basic and advanced, which yeah. I think they totally screwed up and named wrong because it should just be. But if you're gonna go crazy, that's your thirty. You know, but right I mean, there. do you know how hard it is? I mean, just like that guy. That guy had the DM810, and it sounded terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that was horrible. Horrible. Uh, all right, uh, Andrew, say hey guys. I have. Have you guys done anything from the GM Dark Age? From GMs, GMs Dark Age, of like a um, one and a half DIN radios. I'm bidding on needing a single DIN plus kit. Looking at the Alpine CDE H one forty nine BT. Okay, so what's the question? Um, Have we ever done those? Yes. I've been doing this for 27 years, man. I'm sure I, I, I put a lot of single dins in cars. I mean, there was one point where we had 27 cassette or 22 and cassette And the 140 MBT, the Alpine is good. That's a very great yeah. radio. Yeah. I mean, you know, one thing that Alpine does really well is make, you know, they make their their double din is one of the best sounding double dins, non touchscreen double dins, one of the best sounding touchscreens out there. Um, how can I how much money? How can I do it? How much time and money do you have? Exactly. Well, that's always nice too. Those are three things that are important. Uh, in an yeah. um, but you know that's yes no the the Alpine they make I still feel that their CD players are some of the best sounding CD players out there the biggest downfall Alpine has in those categories is that their Bluetooth is not on par with what everyone else's Bluetooth is on they haven't yeah. figured out AppX yet I mean Kenwood with the AppX Bluetooth on the 595 or five, whatever the 5 X5 something something. Um, I still have my G35. That's that's a that's a great that's a great radio. Um, but I feel the Alpine is built built a little bit tougher. Yeah. You know? uh, Jason say what? Uh, how much time? How much time yeah, and yeah. money do you have? Yeah, exactly. I think you're just talking about the three things we talked about. Yeah. Uh, my favorite app from the 80s and 90s. I was a I was an Orion guy. We talked about this before. Um, I loved Orion. We sold Orion. Mm -hmm. Hey, Ann, what's going on, sis? Um, uh, I always, I, I loved Orion. I mean, I was, I was a zealot for Orion. Yeah. Um, you know, here in this area, there was, there was two brands. Uh, you had, uh, Orion and you had Rockford. And until last week, I had never actually owned a piece of Rockford equipment in my life. And technically I still don't own it because I haven't paid Paul for it, but we put the three, uh, the P312 in Haley's car. Yes. That's the first piece of actual Rockford. And it's not that I have anything against Rockford now. I actually way prefer Rockford. It's just, you know, I was always an Orion guy, and they were always the enemy, which is funny. And now, and now Sherwood we're Anthony, I had a Sherwood 180 and a Sherwood 240. BP, baby. Loved them. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was good. My favorite Orion product of all times was they, I actually have the owner's manual. Remember I was showing the EQ? Yeah. They made this just basic ass EQ that had this piece of plastic on it that was silk screened and lit up and had um, Orion Soundstream Linear Power. We sold Soundstream Orion, too. Orion Soundstream um, and Power. Uh, it just had six knobs on it and it just lit up with their old logo. I'm, yeah. Oh God, I was so cheesed up about that. I don't know why. It was or, lights. I like lights. Who doesn't uh, like lights? I love lights. And apparently, um, everyone likes lights now. <laughs> I'm collecting Orion from the '90s. Oh, that's awesome. awesome! See, post some pictures on Instagram if you don't yeah, have them. Tag us, tag them. I'd love to see them. Or 
just I'm looking all right Eric I'm looking to buy a 2007-ish com, uh, Corvette convertible okay it's even possible to put some decent equipment yeah of course I mean they make the um, I don't know if it's for that one I think it is they make the double in dash kit now if that one already doesn't have the double in dash kit mm -hmm. Metro makes that now yes um, there is uh, we've actually got a company that makes a fiberglass box for that that we've mm -hmm. used put it for a 10 um, I like LEDs. I know you yeah. do, buddy. Um, I love LEDs, too. Um, sorry, I'm from the neon age. I actually had neon under real, actual glass-blown neon yeah. underneath yeah. my car. I probably still have it in the attic. Really? Yeah, probably. It might be in my mom's attic, though. But, yeah. I'm kind of neon, so LEDs. Yeah, no, I hate it. I, I, uh, <laughs> someone put my car on a lift once and cracked all my tubes. Uh, oh, it totally nice. sucked. I was like, really, dude? Yeah. Okay. Um, anyways, no, it's really... Plus, in the door of the Corvette, there's tons of room for components. Mm -hmm. um, depending on there, again, the body style, it's either going to be a 6x9 and a 4, or a 10-inch 4 and tweet, or a 10 and a 4. So there's all kinds of stuff you can put in the front doors. So no, by no means... Corvettes are great, man. i, I got to be honest with you. You know, you can make a Corvette oh, yeah, you just can make so it nice, loud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can have a lot of fun with a Corvette. All right. Um, Philip, uh, what size phone for around the deck? And installing the speakers, and what phone for the third braid light vibration? So, we order a foam on Amazon, which I believe is in dnftooldrawer.com. Uh, it's going to be the a 32nd of an inch, is what we use for the speakers. And we buy it in two thicknesses. We buy it in, I want to say, quarter inch and half inch. For around the deck? No, for around the speakers. For around the speakers, yeah. Now, as far as around the deck goes, um, that's going to be a 16th inch black half inch, mm -hmm. um, which we don't have listed on there because most of the time we actually use the stuff that comes with speakers when we buy it. Yeah. Pioneer um, give you. Pioneer gives us a ton of that. Kenwood give you. Kenwood gives us. So yeah. most of the workers actually come with it. So that's the foam that we use in there. But it is a 16th inch black half inch yeah. foam. Yeah. Um, that you could probably buy from the same company that we buy the other foam from because we actually bought a ton of different size foam before we decided on the 32nd of an inch. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we had to go with that is because Alpine's baskets are made out of a composite material and anything thicker than that was actually causing the baskets to bow between the screws. Yep. So, you know, when we were testing stuff out, you know, we're like, oh crap, we can't use these on the Alpine. So I had to find a different foam that we could go with. Now, as far as the, the, the back window, um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we have a lot of extra pieces from these guys from the fast rings left over. And so what we'll do is typically cut that down to size and use, you know, cut it down to a quarter inch and lay it straight. Yeah. All right. Uh, Donald Lou say, I installed the DSR one over the weekend. Absolutely love it. Cool. Uh, Chris. Uh, thanks for the recommendation of the DSR-1 for my 2017 Escape. It's on the way now for the speakers. I'm looking for the focal access components and the coaxials for the rears. Uh, P30s, 12S, and the PF, I'm sorry, the FFP5300 5 channel. Okay. Is this is good choice or is, is this all they're better? I think so, yeah. Well, I mean, Focal doesn't make anything bad, so def definitely want to go the Focal. I mean, yeah. um, 
Access is nice. Uh, you know, we don't do anything with focan amplifiers. I'm just going to be honest, straight up. I don't know if I'm always honest, but we're, yeah. we don't really do anything with focal amplifiers. And the reason why is because we just carry so many other amplifiers. Paul hasn't figured out where to fit them in. Uh, we had the same problem with Hertz amplifiers. He had a really hard time trying to sell those amplifiers um, because he likes to sell the Rockford. He likes to sell the kicker and stuff like that. Um, I like to sell the Alpine. I like to sell the Audio Control, which is another brand of amplifiers you may want to check out. Audio Control has the new F, uh, LCF, LC4.800. is a really nice amplifier, and they make a 1.800 that's also What's up, Victor? really nice. And then they have the 6-channel, which is the 6.1200, which is really cool. So another brand you might want to check out. But everything you said <coughs> is all Focal. It's all going to be really nice stuff for yeah. sure. Um, all right, Mark, uh, 2016 Ford Towers, uh, 12 speakers, Sony yeah. system, wire replacement amp and speakers, DSR-1 with the T-harness or audio control? Uh, you're going to do a DSR-1 with the T-harness right now um, because the that's going to be, you have to. You know, you're either going to do an amp pro, so you're going to do a pack amp pro into a uh, audio control right now or anything else other than the DSR-1 um, or you're just going to skip right to the DSR-1 do the iData T harness into it but you're going to do one of those two forms of integration um, now this, the audio control will be iData link compatible in April they're telling me I think it's April is what the last date ish April-ish, mm -hmm. um, they're going to be iData also, so you're going to have the data, so that will be out of the equation. Um, but you have to do some form of AMP Pro style integration into it, and then from there you can build any system you want, because that's going to turn your factory radio into a full preamp output system. So as far as speakers, amps, and subs, you can do anything you want at that point. I mean, you can go full cal, you yeah. can go hertz, you can go rock for crazy loud. Take your pick. There you go. Uh, Christian. Uh, What's up, Adam? Sound from the speakers lows the highs uh, when the volume goes down to below 15, or if you, I had a bump. Uh, this is like a, like a amp or head unit issue. The highs go back when I turn it off above 20. So the highs cut off. The highs cut off as soon as he put it up below 15. Oh. Or when he had a, a, a bump. All the highs? Yeah. That's weird. So what do you think is the issue, the head unit or the amp? Um, I, it might not be either one, it just might be the install. Don't assume it's the product. You could always back it up and make sure, you know, check to see if it's the actual install. Um, that could be a ground issue, uh, but it could also be a signal issue coming from the radio. Um, every now and then what you run into, or the, the output section of the amplifier. So for example, sometimes um, the input voltage isn't enough coming into the amplifier because there's something wrong with the amplifier. As you turn it up, the input voltage, it kind of like trips it into plane. Um, that's a tough call. Uh, okay, so how can you test? Uh, digital multimeter set to AC current will allow you to see sound in a very plain like a test tone. So pick like a test tone, like a thousand hertz, or just get a fixed test tone, you know, put it on your phone. Um, download an app that just plays one frequency yeah. and meter the output of the deck to see what is going on at that frequency. So for example, if you've caught any of our radio dyno videos, mm -hmm. we're, we're, we have a, a, 
a digital multimeter along with all the other tools hooked up to it so we can actually see the output voltage of the radios. What you want to do is you want to do the same thing. You want to see the output voltage of the radio. You want to make sure that at lower volumes there's still signal coming out. If there isn't, then you know it's the radio. The other thing you want to do is connect, if the radio is functioning, is then go to the amplifier and test the output of the amplifier. It's all AC current, so it'll all meter over AC if it's, so just see what the voltage looks like. If you're not getting any voltage out of the amplifier at that low volume, you know there's something wrong with the amplifier. The other thing too is then switch it over to DC, check your ground, check your remote, check your power. Make sure that there's not an issue with the ground where the ground is actually pulling a ground through the RCAs. Yeah. Because that happens sometimes when you have a crappy ground at the amp. You can get a, uh, you can actually pull ground through the RCAs, which then pulls it through the chassis of the radio, which is really bad. So, check that out. Okay. Okay, uh, Gabe, say I have a Pioneer 40X 4500BT. Double D recommend me a good backup camera. So backup cameras are a fun little bag of joy right there because there are tons of backup cameras to choose from. Pioneer's backup camera is a really nice backup camera. Uh, if you want to go Pioneer because you're a Pioneer, you know, you can match it up. It's great. Uh, it's not the most option-friendly camera when it comes to mounting into the car. If that's the case, what I would recommend doing is going to echomaster.com. There, those are the brands that we typically use. Uh, they're owned by PAC, which is owned by AMP, which is owned by, okay, anyways. Um, we use all Echo Master cameras. Mm -hmm. And the nice thing about the Echo Master cameras, they have like 200 cameras to choose from, depending on what you're trying to do. It's so they have everything from handle cams, to license plates, to everything. So I would check them out. We've, I don't think we've ever ran into a situation where the cameras sucked, so. yeah. All right, so Dallas say, what's better quality, uh, built-in navigation or CarPlay? Okay, so that's a question we get tons of tons and tons. We get that daily, and, and really at the end of the day, it depends on what you're trying to do. So, do I want built-in navigation that is going to be antiquated and out of date in two years, or do I just want to use Apple CarPlay, Android Auto? Now, everyone is going to immediately going to jump on and say Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, because it's always up to date, and for the most part, they're not wrong. Where the problem lies is here where we live in Florida, if I go an hour and a half north of me into what we call the southern Florida, even though we're more southern than they are, they're actually more southern in that that everyone there goes, hey, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? People don't talk like that here because there's a lot of northerners that live here. So that's where you hear ding, 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 ding. Anyways, Verizon owns that area up there. AT&T is not. So when I go up there, I could stay in my in-laws' backyard who are from down here but bought a place up there, um, just to make sure that I don't have in-laws that, anyways. So I can stand there in their backyard and try to text someone and it's nearly impossible, which means CarPlay isn't gonna work. So when I drive north of here, I get no signal, which means I have no CarPlay, which means I have no GPS. Now, that sucks. If you're primarily doing driving like that, where you're going on hour, four hour, state by state, Inboard navigation is way cooler to have than Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So what I tell people to do is if you're going to be traveling a lot, inboard nav is great. It will get you from point A to point B. Once you're in point B, use Apple CarPlay and Android Auto because that's going to be a way simpler system to use. You can, you know, if it, once you're in Atlanta, yep. if I wanted to find uh, Five Guys Burgers and Fries, you guys get the joke. Um, 
I just say, take me to the closest Five Guys Burgers and Fries, and they'll, here you go. If I did that onto, like, a Kenwood or Pioneer Nav, they're, you know, I gotta sit there. And that sucks. So, that's my spiel. All right, I I sell lots of navigation systems. Thomas, do you know, Thomas say, do you know a jumper harness for 99 or 2004 Grand Cherokee factory amp? Only the harness. I saw they have one, like just one end. What year? Uh, 99 to 2004, Grand Cherokee. Like a T-harness? Um, actually, the only T-harness, okay, so. No, I no. don't know any off the top of my head. We'll um, check, we can check. 99 to 2004. 99 to 2004. That's going to be the older bodies. See, I would have cut that probably. Um, hmm. So, interesting thing to think about there. Like, Maestro's, the ACH harnesses, it's ACH1 through 4, are going to be harnesses that plug into the factory amplifier. One of those, like, if you go to iDatalink.com to see if there's a for your car, meaning it doesn't matter that you're, you're taking your radio out. Just see if there's an AR harness product for your car. That's the Maestro AR interface. And if there is, they're going to recommend their T harness, which is going to be a, an ACH something with a number. Yeah. If they make it, that would be the T harness that would actually plug into your amplifier. So you could buy that and, and do it. Yeah. That would be That would be my solution for that. All right, uh, Victor say, hi guys, do you guys mount my Rockford Prime on, uh, on my Altima? If I want to change the speakers, what would be better to add a PDX, Alpine PDX 5-channel, or get a 4-channel amp? What was what, what was the first part of the question? Uh, okay. He has a Rockford Prime, Okay. Uh, but he want to add probably a high amp, so that would be better. Uh, five channel amp PDX V9 or with a four channel amp. So if we're talking like you got a Prime 500, a PDX V9 would be one heck of a jump up and keep you in the same amount of power. So you'd have 500 watts just like you do now, and then you'd have 110 watts by four for the highs. That would be great. That'd be an awesome system. Um, it's also going to be way more. It's it's going to be so that you have to decide as far as your budget allows because you can also just buy a Prime. 404 for a quarter of the price. Which one is better? The PDX V9 would probably sound better and give you more power in the end. Um, I hope that answers that. All right, O'Neill, uh, say I have a 42, I have Pioneer ID 200 NEX. When I press the map button, I don't get the backup camera. It's just a black screen. So is the backup camera hookup right? No. You'd have to make sure that your backup camera... Okay, so depending on the car that you have, if it's an aftermarket backup camera, you have to make sure that the backup camera is being powered off accessory. If it's being powered off, it wouldn't be powered off. So you have to make sure that the red wire for the camera is going to key. If it's a factory camera, let's say on like a GM or something like that, those only actually function when the car is in reverse. So that feature won't work. Some Some factory cameras won't allow you to view cameras other than when they're reverse. If it's aftermarket, don't hook up to the reverse lights. Hook it up to the actual accessory. 
We have tons of videos on that. We have the backup camera 101, and I think we have um, more backup camera stuff. So yeah. there's two videos just on hooking up a backup camera. And All right. they're from the install bay. Uh, David, David say, hey guys, thanks for the great work on the on my F350. Oh, you're welcome. David. Awesome. Uh, so do you guys do overheads? Yes. Uh, for overheads, we sell two brands. We sell the Vox, uh, 10 and 13 inch, as well as Alpine still makes a uh, 10 inch drop down. Yeah. The Alpine 10 inch drop down, if you're doing an Alpine, let's say like a 207, it is a fully integratable system. It's really slick because like a 207 has HDMI in and out to go to the overhead and also has controls. You can tell the overhead that it's hooked up to a 207 and you can tell a 207 that's hooked up to the overhead. So you can actually control the overhead from the front screen. So you can use the DVD player that's in the rear screen to appear on the front screen. It's really cool. All right, Chris, I uh, wonder if you the new Kenwood uh, with virtual assistant put the address in on board now. Yeah, the if new. You saw, that will be cool. Uh, yeah. We'll find out soon enough yeah. once it actually ships. 99 grand M. Turn the turn signals on. You can hear the turn on the stereo. Any recommendations? You heard the turn signals through yeah, the like, stereo? I'm sure. 99 Nine. Grand Am? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, no. Um, depends on the harness and where you got the grounds. Um, as I recall, it, it, 99 doesn't have a smart harness. It's going to be analog. Uh, Jason. Jason say the 706507 may be what you need for the Jeep Bypass. Yes, that might also be. Thank you, That's Jason. That's for... I yep. saw that. Yep. Um, as far as the ticking, no. Um, could just be that the turn signals are on the same accessory power as the radio and you're just getting feedback from the relays. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just bought a new core, a new record player for my four-wheeler driver, but every time I hit a bump, it skips any recommendations. That's a CD player? Yeah. Um, yeah, use a thumb drive. Don't use CDs. CDs, yeah. CDs? No. Yeah, don't use CDs, use a thumb drive. That's the easiest way to eliminate that. That's why most of the uh, UTV vehicle things don't have drives. They're they're, they're just. You know, oh, we made have any video on the overheads? No, I was no. just thinking that. Yeah. I, I thought we go. I thought we did, but I don't no, know. No, we we did we did. Well, no, I think we do. It's just not edited. Really? Oh yes, I we think do. we do, but I don't think it's. I think it's in the batch of. It's not like the three hundred. No, I don't remember. Uh. That is a focus point for this year that we are we are going to spend some time on because we have a very unique way. What's, What's up, Sean? Sean? Um, we have a very unique way as far as how we do it. Um, so yes, we plan on filming that as a standalone video um, in an Odyssey, I believe. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, no, um, we're going to try to to get that video out this year sometime. It's just a matter of them coming in and us doing them because we don't do a lot of overheads anymore. It's kind of that business is just kind of slacked off. I have two on Alpine. I want to add a five-channel amp. Uh, you recommend the DSR one or the Pack Amp Pro interface? <sighs> Can I answer that? Or is yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go okay, ahead. so okay, so the question is, and this is, this is becoming really popular: DSR one or Amp Pro? Okay, um, and, and the DSR one could be also comprised as the DSR one or the Kenwood six-channel DSP amplifier. There's a lot of things there that 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 could be because. 
um, the, the Maestro piece is comprised of a whole bunch of different products that are designed to interface into either an art, a DSP, an amplifier with a DSP, uh, a standalone DS, you know, DSP like Audison. Okay, so, or you buy, all right, thanks, Jason. Thank you, Thank Jason. You, buddy. And I'm going to answer this and then we're going to take off. Um, so, do I do an Amp Pro or a DSR1? Mm -hmm. there, there's two things to consider when doing that. One, um, are you able to set a 32-band EQ, time correction, all that? Is that something you want to get into or you just want to make your system louder? If yeah. you want to do all those cool things and you're fine with the way the Rockford application works, like you can download it to your device and play with it and see how it all works, yeah, sure, go with the DSR-1. It's priced to move. The yeah. thing is just priced to sell. Now, the difference with the Amp Pro. The Amp Pro allows you to do whatever you want. So. For example, the F-350 that the guy thanks us for working on, he had an amp pro going into a, an A-10, a, mm -hmm. a DM-A-10. Yeah. And that was how we did that. Uh, the software for the A-10 is, is a little bit bigger. Uh, it's a little bit more robust. So it's there's a, there's a few more things you can do with it that you can't do with the DSR. Mm -hmm. There again, you, you, you can download that software and play with it as well. The other thing is, do you actually even need that software, okay? I mean, a lot of people feel that they have to have these things. You don't. You could easily just go out of the RCAs into the amplifier and use, uh, like an Amp Pro gives you the ability to take your three-band EQ that's built into it, and if you flash the module, plug it into your laptop before you put it in the car, you could pick what bass, mid, and treble frequencies you want. So you can make it a custom three-band EQ. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things that you could you could play with there. Right. Um, it's just how involved you want to get in it. You know, because if you buy something that has an EQ DSP in it, be prepared to spend time messing with it. Yes. And then redoing it. And then doing it again. Unless and then again. And again. Because they're just not... They're, they're, they're a lot of work. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just something to consider. How involved do you want to be? Because you can easily just buy an amp pro, yeah. an amplifier, yeah. speakers, be rocking. Yeah, you could do that with a DSR one and not that's do anything true. with it. Just leave it turned off, and amps. So something to consider. There's no wrong answer for that. It's just how involved you want to be. I remember watching a video on overhead. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. See, there yeah. is one. Thanks, Wayne. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. I knew there was one. Yep. I thought so. Okay. Listen, guys. Thank you. We're going to call it a night before the phone decides to yep. overheat and shut off. Thank you so much for watching. As always, this has always been a pleasure. Like we said, uh, Thank you, David. Saturday's show is probably just going to be me solo because uh, yes, you're going to be gotta, out of town. So I might. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> you're going on on a date. Um, so I'm going to maybe try to get Haley to help me out. We'll okay. see how that goes. Yeah. Um, so we might even not have to do it in the store. That'll be cool. Uh, if you see us pop on and off throughout the week, Stop Thank in, say guys. hi. We're just trying out some new equipment, so hopefully that'll be fun. Sean says I'll come over. Well, yeah, yeah, why not? That's a thought. I don't know. Might have to take you up on that, Sean, because yeah. we can talk boxes all day. There you go. Yeah, because that's Bright Star Car Audio. That's Bright Star. Yeah. If yeah, you so have any questions yeah, about we, boxes, we can bring him. Yeah, like, ah, it's not a bad idea, Sean. Yeah. Do a short show and just talk about that. Uh, Ditchiness Fernando. Yeah, I know, right? I feel terrible. And you, yeah, okay, we want to go there. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Patreon, if you love us, you yeah. can support us there. Teesprings. Uh, Teesprings yeah. slash store slash five star if you guys need a t-shirt. Uh, DNF tool drill like we talked about earlier. If you guys like the new chairs. Oh, yes. 
You guys have a wonderful week. It's Monday, so we have fun and excitement to look forward to. And yay! Gosh, I can't wait to get over. Ciao, guys. All right, guys, you have a wonderful night as always. Next Monday. Yeah, we'll see you next Monday. Actually, they'll see you all week, but they'll see you live. Yeah, no, I'll see you guys next Monday. (laughs) All right, guys, have a wonderful night. See you. Bye.